Can you hear me, mother? Mark calling Orson. Can you hear me, mother? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're live. We're we live. We can hear you. I'm Where we go? We're live. We, Let we, me finish my cake. We are live. We, we are live. Welcome, everybody, to another Kubuntu podcast. As you can see, um, we're uh, fully prepared. Um, my name is Rick Timmis, and uh, joining me today uh, are Ovidiu Florin. How are you, man? Hungry. <laughs> Very good. And also, Aaron's back. Aaron Honeycutt, you're back, my man. We missed you so much in the last show. How are you doing, brother? All right. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, where's that T-shirt you've craftily hidden away? Oh. Turncoat. Um, he He's hiding it. He's hiding it. He wanted to come on the show with the fedora T-shirt. Uh, it's, it's a good job we do this virtual, in a virtual space and not in the same room. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. Good. Well, listen, welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year to everybody in the Kubuntu community and all of our podcast listeners. We wish you the very best for 2016, and we hope you had a fantastic Christmas. We'll tell you a little bit more about what we've been up to uh, just shortly. Um, but without further ado, let me just uh, quickly go through uh, through the show hosts. Uh, so you can find the information in the uh, show show notes. But uh, um, you can find a video's blog there. Details for me on G Plus and Aaron uh, uh, blogs details all in the show notes. And of course, you can hang with us on IRC if you want to. Uh, you can join in on Free Node um, hash Kubuntu podcast Kubuntu hyphen podcast. I think it is. Um, or, of course, you can uh, join in with us on Google+. Plus. Go to our Kubuntu podcast page, and you can make comments as we chat. So, without further ado, let's find out what Ovidiu's been up to. So, what have you been up to over the holidays, Ovidiu? What's been keeping you busy, man? So, I just got some, hol some holidays, and I've decided, let's do some packaging. Let's work and see what I can do for Kubuntu. And I've done the most I could. In the time I had, uh, unfortunately, most of the people were on holidays. So, yeah, normal people relax during the holidays. Okay. Yeah, and I struggled with what I could. Is there a reason why you've got Chewbacca and a Stormtrooper in the image with you? Are these new friends? Yeah, these are my new friends. Okay, I'm going to put them away now. So, uh, I've been working on... I've been trying to improve, work on packaging so we can get to the latest and greatest Plasma and the latest and greatest uh, KDE frameworks and applications and everything. And okay. We've made some progress, but we're going to talk about that later in the show. All right. Okay, okay. Good stuff. And um, what about Aaron then? So listen, we missed you last time, man. And uh, I know we ended up with uh, we ended up with a, a show that was delayed by a day because of uh, some uh, problems, and that meant that you couldn't uh, you couldn't spend uh, come and spend time with us with the show. So of course we haven't seen you last month nor this month. So um, how have you been? And how was Christmas for you, etc.? And what have you been up to, man? I've been very quiet and very far away from 
internet <laughs> out in a property where we don't have internet. <laughs> so I've been uh-huh. very, I don't want to say unproductive or productive because internet destroys your life and productivity mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> Have you been now? Now, were you getting sort of like a, a biochemical withdrawal from not having access to the internet, or did you find that it actually was a positive thing in your life, and it kind of the disconnect chilled you out? Well, I only had to disconnect every every day for a few hours because I would stay at my grandmother, so she would have internet. <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't withdraw from the internet too much. I just uh. lost cell phone service for most of the time out there. So you had to go out and get your fix. You had to <laughs> go around to your grannies and get your fix of of uh, of, of digital uh, digital data. Yes, I got internet and she got to see me, so it's a win-win situation. Now, did she get to see you, or did she just get to hear you tapping on the keyboard and looking at the screen while she read the paper? No, no, she saw me. I was with her most of the day. All right. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. All right. <coughs> okay, so, well, uh, let's give you give you guys a quick 30-second summary of what we've got going on in the show today. I should have done that uh, a little bit sooner, but here we go. So we've got some more user feedback and some questions coming up a little bit sh- later in the show. Uh, questions and feedback from Martin Durr. Uh, we've got some information uh, on docs and, of course, news from the Kubuntu core team. We've just been uh, having a chat with those guys. Um... And uh, and uh, our main se- se- section today, we're going to be talking about packaging and uh, getting involved with packaging, what's involved with packaging, what the state of packaging is, all things to do with packaging. And uh, as you can hear, my voice is uh, getting rather worn out. That's because I talk a lot. Um, but uh, a video is going to uh, take us uh, take us uh, through the packaging side of things and spend some more time on that. Yeah, he wants to make me talk about. this time. Um, I'll give you guys a quick uh, bit of feedback where I've been over the Christmas period. It's a sad tale. If anybody's got a violin, then uh, perhaps they could start playing us some somber classical music right now. Very sad. Um, About uh, five days before Christmas, um, I started to get a chest infection. And uh, and everybody in our house has been a little bit poorly. uh, But I can be a bit susceptible to these things because of some of my uh, past health history. And uh, the chest infection uh, hit me really quite bad. And uh, about five days before Christmas, I ended up off ill from work. And, and I spent the whole of the Christmas period just feeling really exhausted. Ended up getting bronchitis. Um, I had to go to the doctors and get pills for it and this, that, and the other. And, and I'm still carrying it even now. That's why my voice sounds croaky and I keep coughing from time to time. And uh, so... Uh, our Christmas was a little bit deflated uh, because Daddy was croaked up on the couch, feeling poorly for himself, and uh, and most people got upset with me and told me to clear off and go and get out of the way because I was spoiling things. <laughs> so that's more or less what I've been up to over the Christmas period. Absolutely nothing productive at all. I mean, no use to man nor beast. But there we are. Anyway, let's get into the news section. Just before we get into the news section, I ought to make mention that um, we've got a new audio producer who has joined the team and is going to start working to help us, and that is Andrea Del Sarto. Now, you can find Andrea's blog in our show notes and also a link to his Google Plus profile. But uh, what Andrea is going to be doing after the show's finished is uh, he's going to be downloading the audio 
and editing in some theme music at the beginning at the end and also putting in some segue aspects whenever I put the segue timestamps in which is what I'm going to do now Okay, let's talk about the Kubuntu news. So, um, now a video you've put this in because we've got a post here, and I know we've been having a few questions from uh, from our various community. But uh, there's a post here about Plasma and KDE applications. What's going on, and what's the uh, what's the state of play? So, uh, people have been complaining about the site not being active since the announcement, since Jonathan's announcement. Uh, and they thought, hey, what happened with Kubuntu? Kubuntu died, or, or and all that uh, nonsense, which we've debunked two or three episodes ago. But yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, so someone reported a bug on the Launchpad website issue tracker, mm -hmm. and Philip decided, okay, let's get something out, and then. Uh, We'll make a blog post about about it, so that people know, hey, something is still happening. So don't be afraid. And uh, Plasma 5.4.3 has been packaged, but it's been packaged for some time. We just, well, let's be honest, a little, we kind of forgot to announce it. Ah. But, but it's been out there for some time. Uh, and also KDE Applications 15.08.3, uh, and they have been backported to Kubuntu Wiley. Okay, so all this right. This is actually the announcement that should have been out for some time, but yeah, sorry. Okay, well... So <coughs> there's a reason why we forgot about this, and we're going to talk about that uh, during our In Focus section. Uh, so... Yeah. So, so this is about this is the news, uh, and the news is currently on our website with instructions on how you can add the backports uh, PPA, and th thus you can get the new new plasma and uh, KD applications. Okay, that's good stuff. So, um, obviously, you can jump over to kubuntu.org and uh, hit the news link, and you'll find that post in there. So, you can read all about it if you want to go and take a look now. Or, of course, you can catch uh, the links in the show notes at the end of the show. So, a little, uh, little bit of action. Well, actually, quite a lot of action going on. We'll talk more about that in the show. Okay. okay. One more piece of news that uh, many people asked about is, uh, the answer to the question is, no, Plasma 5.5 hasn't been packaged yet, or at least it hasn't been released as packaged yet. We're working on that. We're working on uh, reorganizing the packaging methods that we're doing right now so that it can be more streamlined and uh, allowing for people, uh, to be more allowing for people to contribute even when one of our main developers isn't available. That's the problem that I've had right now during these holidays. I wanted to contribute, and since I'm not uh, one of the main packagers, I'm actually I've I'm not really a packager at all. I'm just a developer, and I've tried to get involved in packaging. 
there weren't people there to help me. The documentation was pretty poor. And I, okay, give me when I whenever I manage during the holidays to get one of the packages in in IRC. Okay, tell me everything you can. And they told me, and I've started writing everything down. And they told, okay, let's package something. Let's uh, fix the package. Let's do something. And I've started writing down the process and the necessities for each of those things that you need to do. Everything I've done so far, I've documented. And Aaron, I wanted to talk to you, but we didn't manage before the show. Uh, we've documented right now everything in KD notes. Uh, we're going to need your awesome help to make this uh, document documentation be pretty and put it in on the wiki or in the manual. Uh, we'll decide later which one is better. Okay. All right, Sam. We'll get back during the in-focus section on what exactly I did and how everything works currently. And what, okay. what are the plans for future? All right, good stuff. Well, we'll look into that then, and we'll get into that into our in-focus section. All right, so now quite a lot of people, as you were saying, were saying, well, do you know what? There's no news on the website. Is the site still maintained? What's going on with... Uh, you know what what's going on with the, with the community. Um, the short answer is yes, the site is still maintained, uh, as attested by the news there, and there is stuff going on, um, and we are making things happen. And we're going to talk more about that specifically when we get into that in focus section um, in uh, in just uh, just a few minutes' time. All right. So I've got another announcement here from the core team as well, um, which is that uh, just to announce to everybody that on February the 11th. At 1700 hours UTC on Google Plus, there is a Kubuntu Council and an Ubuntu Community Council meeting. Um, and so, people who are interested in uh, what the two communities are, go uh, are doing and getting up to, then um, you can find out more about that by checking out our show notes, or of course, uh, you can go and find out more uh, in uh, on Google Plus about what's going on. That's February the 11th at 1700 UTC. All right, Aaron. Have uh, have you? Do you have any news for us at the moment? Uh, you can tell us about that Fedora T-shirt you uh, you got. Where did you get that from? I got that from a conference uh, a little bit before Academy happened. <laughs> I was gonna throw it in Michael Hall's bag, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I did throw a sticker in there though. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And and now Michael, while he's watching this, is oh, so that's where that came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he found the damn thing in that bag. I don't think he ever was in that bag. It's a, probably a TARDIS bag, is it? You just keep putting things in. And he should have, have put that out. sticker on his laptop. <laughs> Next time I see him, I will. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, so well, of course, we're back. Uh, that's the other thing that uh, that uh, is good news for 2016. Kubuntu podcast is back, uh, and as usual, we're uh, we're going to be uh, bringing you a show on the first Wednesday of each month, and uh, and uh, bringing you the news and keeping you up to stream and uh, doing our podcast in our usual professional manner with structured show notes and lots of organization and uh, we won't be eating our dinner and rolling up um, you know uh, doing all kinds of things it's going to be very very professional not
right so let's talk about the in focus section so one of the key things that kind of makes kubuntu all hang together of course is the wonderful packaging that takes place because we're taking all the various kde desktop environment and all of the kde applications of which there are many and packaging all of those up applying those packages onto the top of the ubuntu distro base to bring all you wonderful beautiful people out there in kubuntu community land the latest and greatest kubuntu and kde desktop release and i still maintain you know that uh, right now i think there are only kind of two distros that seem to be leading the way with uh, plasma 5 and kde on the desktop uh, that's us in kubuntu i think uh, we've probably got the best implementation and uh, and of course uh, second uh, close runner-up is probably arch arch linux with their kde implementation and um oh, so uh, <laughs> um, bring forth the flame war send us your uh, your comments about that comment and why you disagree with rick so much on that uh, oh, on that point boy. that kubuntu distro is the best kde distribution of them all why don't you put your email out there too for you i know you can oh, find me on google email. plus you can flame me on google plus please feel free to do that and uh the, the person that flames that flames us the best and sends the best hurls the best abuse they're gonna get a fedora t-shirt <laughs> Jesus what if they vote for fedora <laughs> uh, well they can vote for fedora if they like but they're wrong <laughs> oh jeez. alright good stuff so <clears throat> a video let's hand this over to you for a moment and um, talk to us about the packaging journey how on earth do we get involved in packaging? What's going on? How hard is it? So, first of all, uh, there's the obvious question. What is a package? People need to know what a package is. Uh, so, in short, we need a way to get from the source code into the distro. So, I made a little drawing here. Sorry for the audio listeners. So, it's my ugly drawing showing. Uh, so, right. we have our source code here. And we have our Kubuntu ISO over here. Yeah, that really looks like a CD. That's actually a very good drawing of a source code repository and a CD ISO with a magic box in the middle. Yeah, that box represents the package. So what actually happens? Uh, we need some way of taking the source code, compiling it, and then putting it on the ISO and delivering the ISO. This is in, in short. So the package is the compiled uh, source, ready configured with some default configuration, uh, ready for people to be to use it. Uh, packages don't go only on the ISO. They also go to our servers, which we call them PPAs. This comes from Personal Package Archive. Okay. So we have on Launchpad several PPAs. So, like this. Okay. These are a few PPAs. Uh, you can think of them as, uh, each PPA, you can think of them as a repository for packages. Okay. okay so far. Good. Uh, so that was a list. So in the drawing yeah, there, we've that, added like a, a list of the various PPAs. One, two, um, three PPAs on, and th these are on Launchpad. Uh, I cannot draw an L. So these are the PPAs, one, two, three, and there are quite a few of them. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, 
we have currently a few uh, systems in place that take the source code, compile it, package it, and then run some tests on it, and then push them to the PPAs. Uh, and there are very there are many intermediary steps. I don't really want to go get into all the nitty gritty details right now for all mm -hmm. these because they can be quite complex. And I still don't know them very well, so I'm just going to yeah. front a high, I think a high-level view is great, what we've got yeah. at, the, at the moment, yeah. So, uh, currently what we have is source code, from most generally from KDE, over here. Let me bring this back. Source code here. This, this is from KDE. Let's call it like that. Okay. So this is the source code from KDE. And we have another repository which is the Debian Git repository. Okay. We have made a collaboration with the Debian guys, and we're holding the package information in their repo, and we uh, collaborate with them because Kubuntu is based on Ubuntu, which is based on Debian. We yes. collaborate with them to work, to work together to get the package packaging done and make sure we have the best package configuration available. The only difference is how we compile the, the KDE source code and then we put it in the package with the Debian packaging information. Okay. So currently what we have is uh, we have a server. I'll just draw a box and I'll call it S as a server that takes in takes in the source code from KDE, takes in the deb packaging info from the Debian repositories, it compiles the source code, and it takes the packaging info, puts them together. This is a very high overview, remember this. Okay. And when everything is put together, this is called a package. All right, yeah, This okay. package is then pushed to one or several uh, PPAs which are hosted on Launchpad. Uh, and obviously, I missed a few steps. I'm going to check if Clydeau screamed at me. No, he just said I'm drawing pretty. Yeah, you are drawing pretty, actually. For our audio listeners, it's uh, a really good drawing. Next time, I'm going to try to have a whiteboard available and work on that. If Maybe I could have more details. Uh, OK, so this is a high overview. Now, there are several PPAs. I keep mentioning there that we have many PPAs. We have PPAs for staging, where the packages are there even if the build failed. Or, uh, no, 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 wait. I think I'm getting this wrong. I would, no, Clive, Clive is not screaming, so. <laughs> uh, so, the build is happening on Launchpad, and if the build is successful, they are the packages are placed in the PPA, in one of the PPAs. After that, uh, depending, uh, there's some testing done, and if the tests pass, if the package t passes those tests, then that package can be migrated or copied, I don't know the right term for this, to the PPA for the specific Kubuntu release. For example, uh, the first thing that is being done is package, uh, compile and package for the current development release, which right now is Xenial, the release that will happen in April. Uh, after this, after it's compiled and uh, built for Xenial and tested 
then we do the compile the compiling for backports, which goes to Wiley and possibly older versions. Dep no, it depends because now we have to take into consideration KDE four and frameworks and Plasma five and all that, which doesn't go to Vivid. Okay. So this gets complicated very fast. So now you see, you say the word complicated, and I start getting scared because it already looked pretty complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so how should I put this? I've written down what you need to do in order to get started uh, contributing to this packaging. So the main problem what happens is uh, some pro some KDE project adds a new dependency or changes some files of how they are. The package that is being held here on the Debian repo contains information of what source files are installed so that it knows when you uninstall it, those pack those files need to be removed. Uh, and what what are the build dependencies? What are the install dependencies? These are just a few of the information held in the deb in the packaging information. Okay. So when we build this, we need to make sure that all the build dependencies are met. What I've had to work on uh, the the past few days was I worked on a package that had recently migrated to KDE frameworks. So all the build dependencies, well, not all of them, most of the build dependencies were outdated in this package. Mm -hmm. I had to update them to frameworks. So I had to make check and compile that uh, compile that project every time because CMake didn't give me all the missing dependencies and I was too lazy to actually check the CMake file. <laughs> so I just built, see what's missing, find the package that's missing, add it to the build dependencies. This was the slowest way you can go. Uh, but once you get a little more experience, you can do this a bit faster. Uh, then update the, update the package uh, information so that it can be built with everything that's required. When okay. that is done, when that the building is done, you have to make sure that you have everything that needs to run it to run the actual application. You have to make sure those are all in there. After that, you have to update the change log uh, to mark to make to write uh, what you have updated. Uh, it's like a commit message, but right. it's everything in one in a single file. Uh, yeah, Clive just mentioned that the main work right now is because of uh, KDE frameworks uh, porting. So that's the main work that needs to be done right now. But that changes, but that new, that of course changes all of the dependencies for the newly ported packages, which mm -hmm. means that all of the Debian package information files, they all need to be updated and changed. Um, yeah, so, so not, that not only that, more work and slows things down, doesn't it? For example, I worked on the on one one of the packages I worked on was K Naval Battle. It's a battleship game, uh, and people are going to start screaming now. Why didn't you work on Plasma? <laughs> uh, well, I quite because, like battle battleships actually. Uh, because working on every package, you can find that one of the dependencies for that package has actually not been built or not being packaged. And uh, that dependency can also count for others. So one of the dependencies can uh, be important for many different packaging, many different programs, many different packages. 
So I have to. We have to make sure that everything is there. Everything is packaged correctly. Okay. So uh, what I wrote in the notes is first of all what you need in order to get started, and these are a few things that we still need to tinker with them and uh, streamline them a little bit so that it's easier for people to uh, get involved. So far, the first thing and the the biggest. Uh, I don't want to call it a problem. The biggest uh, challenge. Challenge, yeah. Uh, this is the is, new marketing speak for problems. We don't have problems. We have challenges. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The biggest challenge right now is getting commit access to this Debian repo. Ah. This belongs to Debian, and they are very strict of who gets to commit in there. And they're very right for doing this, because you don't want anybody to commit in there and mess up everything. Because then you have to see who committed, what committed, and reverse things, and yeah, people might break stuff. Ah, so, so I see I see a problem here then. You have experience and that you're trustworthy in order to get commit access in there. P.S. I don't have commit access yet. Have you got commit access then? No. Oh. I don't. So that's one of the problems that I've faced uh, right now was that I don't have commit access in there so I had to create pat I patches I had to create patches so everything I built create a uh, everything I've changed make a patch send it on IRC and hopefully someone is in there uh, uh, to check it and see hey maybe you should do that and fix that or correct that or it's not working this is what I have right now and people can give you some feedback so, mm -hmm. yeah. so in our community, then in our our uh, packaging uh, in our developer community, do we have anybody who's got commit access to that Debian repository? Yeah, of course. Many many of the main developers, if not all the main developers, have commit access in there. But okay, but me, you, but and Aaron, during, we're not during worthy. These holidays, they were also on holidays or at work. Ah, okay. And they also have a real life, not like us geeks just sitting here talking about Kubuntu. Uh, so they could, they weren't available then to all the times to hey, okay, I, this is clear, I can take it, merge it, and commit it. Mm. So that's one of the problems that I've had right now, and that most people have if they try to contribute right now. But we have some ideas. We're just still discussing them, and we're going to try to implement some things to give more uh, opportunities for people to uh, collaborate. Okay, so so at this time then, so that so we've got an overview now in that picture and the the paint uh, the story that you've painted for us there of what's in what what all the different components are. But as somebody who wants to package an application. Um, for Kubuntu, what are the steps that they have to go through them? What What's the process for them, and what does that look like right now over to you? So far, in order to start packaging and test and testing on your computer, um, you have to do some setup, first of all. Uh, set up some environment variables, install, install some programs, uh, clone clone some repositories for Kubuntu automation that has scripts in there to help you. Uh, 
Uh, and the most, one of the most important, if not one of the most important, if not the most important uh, thing, is getting a pbuilder environment. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm looking to see if Clive screamed at me. Uh, Why I keep mentioning Clive because he was my mentor, mentor. He was my mentor uh, during these holidays, and he helped me a lot with this. And that's why I keep checking if he screamed at me for saying something stupid. Uh, it looks to be supporting most of what we've said so far, which is astonishing. <laughs> but there we are. Okay, good. So I'm not saying stupid things. Uh, so a P builder environment is. Uh, like something like a ch root if you don't know what a ch root is uh, it's a system within a system you have a folder and in that folder you have a whole ubuntu system or kubuntu you have a whole kubuntu system in there and you can log into that system and in there you can make changes and test stuff so that you don't test stuff on your actually actual working machine that's the pbuilder uh, environment. You have to set that's, one of that's those what up. That's what pbuilder does. pbuilder will make that environment for you. Because you can say pbuilder, you throw it a switch to tell you to create and say create me Wiley Werewolf. And it will create you a, a, a Wiley Werewolf Ubuntu, Ubuntu, Ubuntu 1510 environment in a folder like that. Yeah, so it's, it would it, keep it sounds complicated. An archive, and every time you log into it, it will unzip it. Uh, extract it, log into it, you can do whatever you want in there, and then when you log out, if you added the flag save changes, it saves the changes in the archive, otherwise you lose all the changes and you always have a clean machine to work with. Yes. You can have as many instances of these as you need. Can you think of it as Docker, basically? Uh, you can think of it like that, but it's not. It's the same. It's kind of the same concept, but not. There's no yeah. uh, virtualization or grouping or uh, uh, resource sharing. A better way, of, uh, perhaps a better way of thinking about it, Aaron, is to imagine that your root folder on your machine. Imagine taking your. It, it's not quite true. It's not done like this. It's done in in the slash var uh, folder. But imagine that you create a folder in your home directory that is a root folder for a new system. And so when you, so if you were to ch root, so if you were to change root, change your root environment to that folder, for all intents and purposes, you now look like you're in a new machine. So that, that's probably a better way of thinking about it. Think about it, a nice, clean, sterile folder, which is a complete system environment, is a better way to think about it. And PBuilder will make that for you. I think it's pretty much the it's basically a VM but with like the bare essentials to run. You can't call it a VM because it's not a virtual machine, it's just files on a computer and you trick the system into thinking that you're on that in that route. Yeah. One of the things this 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 Chiru idea comes from from free free BSD, the idea of Chiru what they call Chiru jails. And it, basically it's a root system is is basically where you just put put you put the root user if you like inside a contained root environment which is actually a folder on the machine <laughs> that looks like another machine it's a little bit complicated but if you do, if you have a quick look a quick google for root 
and uh, there's loads of information about it and it's probably simpler actually simpler to understand than thinking about docker or a vm or something like that which is slightly more abstract um, but you don't need yeah. to get too worried about it because pbuilder will do all of the work for you make it maintain it and look after it you just need it. to understand a few things about how pbuilder works as in uh, what commands you need to give it in order to do what yeah. so you need to know those things i've i've noted uh, the bare essentials you need for this so i've noted exactly what i needed in order to package and uh, give clive a, a diff a patch uh, so i've noted everything down that i've used uh, okay after you get also the p builder you would need to get the sources of the package get the package information and put them put them together and someone is making a lot of noise Okay, it's not Aaron because he's on mute. Okay, okay. I don't think it's me. I'm making noise now, but I wasn't a moment ago. Okay. And then you would just edit the package information and then build it, and it would build it in the pbuilder environment that you have just created. And you would keep doing that until you fix everything, and that just builds locally. So you're building a package locally. Uh, this is a still a high overview. You would have to get yeah. more in depth so you can see exactly what's happening. And let's keep it. Let's keep it a, a nice high overview for the main components. Uh, so, so what's the next step then? We've got this P builder set up. Imagine that's all working. What do we do next? Then video. You get the sources from. You get the sources from KDE. Well, you get it from a repo that. Uh, and then you also get the, the package information from the Debian repo. You take okay. them on your local computer, this time not on the server, uh, and run some scripts that we have in the Kubuntu automation repo. And that those scripts and also some, program some programs, which I don't want to give all the names because, of course, I'm going to say stupid things. Okay, so, uh, so we basically we've got, we got a few tools that, that we use then. And play, makes a package out of it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's in, in short. It just takes those two, makes a package out of it, and then you give that to pbuilder. pbuilder does its thing, uh, builds and everything. And so do we, so we, do we just gather the files from the two places and bung them together, or, or do we have to edit any of those files? Are there any changes that we have to make? Yeah. Uh, first, you have to throw it in the pbuilder and let it build so you can see what's the problem. Well, you would already know what's the problem because we have a server that has a status page and shows you what failed and a log why it failed. So you would already know what to investigate and what to correct. So you can just test locally everything that you fix. After you fixed it, you can Test, you, you test it, and when it's done, you give the diff to one of, a, one of the developers. All right. That's okay. so far. Uh, then you have to edit the changelog file, and then that's pretty much it. But that's the bit where you get, of course, to type your name in it, your lovely name in it. When you go to yeah. the changelog file, you can type Rick Timmis or Ovidio Florin. So that's the kudos. Your name is now in in that in those files, having done some work on it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you take any package right now in that you have, 
open one package manager or apt or whatever. Download the package and look inside it. You will see in there a change log, and in the even if you look in the Muon package manager, you, you have a change log tab somewhere in there. Uh, look in, in there and you will see who worked and what they worked on because they you can see the commit messages. If you want to see the actual changes, then you would go to the repository that's currently hosted on Debian uh, and you would see there the actual diffs of the actual differences from one commit to another. Mm. So that's about it. What we also have, which I didn't talk about, is a CI system, a continuous integration. And that's a system that builds on every commit that is made on uh, either here on the Debian repository with the package okay. info or on KDE. But currently I think it's set only to build from the if the package info changes. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about this, uh, but but that does make sense a little bit because what you were saying was that most of the time we when we get involved in manual packaging it's because something went wrong with our continuous integration system and the build didn't work and so we need to find out why that is so then a packager gets involved by packaging it by hand and going through those steps and then sees what's wrong fixes it and then when it's fixed we can give it back to our continuous integration server and it'll go off keep building that package and until such building it and shipping it or until such time as it breaks. Does that sound right? Yeah, exactly. So we have an automated system that does every does all this, but from time to time uh, stuff might break depending on what changes in the source code. So we have to uh, manually go in there and see hey what broke because it's not an artificial intelligence. It can fix stuff by itself. No, okay. <coughs> so Clive, Clive in IRC tells us that um, basically the builds uh, the builds run almost every night, and there are triggers on the Debian commit, so the Debian repositories commit triggers which fire off the CI system to start building things again and making our packages. So we have this uh, tool system that's building all the time, making new packages and updating things all the time. So there's quite a lot of work being happened automatically then most of it is is done automatically so whenever there's an intervention necessary uh, that means something went wrong with the automated system so what happened right now uh, why uh, because people kept asking why we don't have plasma 5.5 yet is because we're currently trying to reorganize uh, this complex system to make it easier for people to join in, uh, update some documentation, and uh, update the automation tools, which currently the automation tools are several bunches of scripts. Okay. That's the best way I can put it. There are scripts that have been written years ago. There are scripts that have been written more recently. And we still have to fix um, problems in this whole need, system. And this journey, I mean, I don't, I, I, just, I want to throw, just throw a question out to Aaron at this point because uh, I guess this is about what about trying to restructure our um, our, our our journey, the, the 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 journey that a new packager would go on. My question to you, Aaron, is: Have you have you done any uh, 
Have you had a go at any of the packaging for Kubuntu or packaging the KDE software at all? And if so, what's, what's your experience been? I packaged a few things uh, during Academy. Um, if you get on the IRC or any messaging with other people who have already done it, it's, it gets much easier. Uh, P-Builder, if you know a few things and if you have someone to help you, like uh, Clive Joe or Scarlett or Philip, it you can understand it. Okay. And like you said, most of the time the CI gets uh, does everything. It's just a few times, oh, a file moved. You gotta locate it and know where it is, and then tell the the package where to find it and everything. And then I'll, and then the CI will rebuild, and then you see if that worked. Okay. Because so, it. it sounds, you know, I mean. Um, when I first started to try getting involved in packaging um, and trying to help, I had this idea in my head that it was uh, revered. It was like a really difficult thing to do and that you had to be pretty elite to get involved. But I, I really was keen to contribute and to get involved in, in providing a contribution to Kubuntu, but I was kind of a little bit afraid. That's and, uh, why the packaging team is called Kubuntu Ninjas. Ah, uh, Okay. So I, I was right to be afraid because it's jolly difficult. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say that it's that difficult. You just you have to un understand a few basic principles of what a package is, how it works, and how it connects to Launchpad and to the whole system. How the whole updating system works on well, not the whole, but how the updating system works. At least an overview of it. You have to understand some basic principles of packaging, of what a package is and how it works. And then you can start working, getting into it, uh, just a little bit at a time. So, so it's not no, scary. Course. It's not scary. It's not rocket science. It's it has some difficulty level, but I believe anybody can join in as long as they want to uh, give some time to and to learn a little bit. Now we want to encourage that as well. And one of the things that uh, we were talking about earlier today with the core team was about how do we make that new packages journey uh, consistent and how do we make it a step-by-step -step process that they can follow and and it be successful and uh, and that's where this streamlining idea has come from and uh, we're on you know the core team now are, are actually applying our, our, ourselves to doing that to thinking about how we uh, change the packaging system that we've got that structure you, that uh, you drew up on the paper how we how we change that structure a little bit so that people can get involved and can be productive more quickly and we're going to have more news on that in the future as we go forward as well aren't we a video yeah so we plan to have more meetings on this and discuss more with the whole team about this to see how we can improve everything and make it uh, easier for people to join in yeah. <coughs> uh, forgive me, folks. I'm still struggling. As you can, you can hear, my voice here is quite croaky, and I keep coughing from time to time, so I'm struggling a little bit uh, with how we how we do that. But yeah, so we've got some more. We're going to have uh, more information on that um, going forward, and we're going to re we'll revisit this packaging at a show a, a little bit later in the year. And I think what would be really cool to do, guys, is once we once the core team have decided how the packaging journey is going to work, and we've got that documented and up on the website. 
maybe we'll actually we'll come back here in uh, a couple of months' time, and we'll actually do some packaging live on the show. We'll we'll, we'll screen share and uh, and we'll do we'll package package something up and ship it and get it shipped. What do you think? Uh, also, I would like to add that anybody who wants to get involved, they are free to do so. Uh, they might help us improve on the documentation, and this comes from the stormtrooper. Okay. All right, all right. So, package, you must get involved. Package, you must. Hmm? <laughs> I can, when my voice isn't wrecked, I can, do a, I can do a pretty good Yoda impression, but not today. We'll have to save that one for another time as well. All right. Okay, so, um, well, have you got any final thoughts or comments that you'd like to make about packaging, Aaron, or uh, the journey that we're going? Um... Jump on RC mail list, any way you can get uh, those who get a hold of us, even Telegram, and ask questions. Everybody would be glad to help to get started. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Um, get if you uh, get onto freenode.irc.freenode.net and uh, join Kubuntu. So hash Kubuntu hyphen Devel. That's the developers team. Uh, you can get involved there and uh, ask your questions. And tell people, uh, let people know that you want to get involved uh, with some packaging and helping with some stuff. And you'll find some people there that will help you out and start pointing you in the right direction. Uh, you know, the, the, the simple simple route is you just got to jump on in and get your feet wet. So come on down, folks, and make yourself known. And uh, we, we'll help you out. Uh, that goes for all of us. Okay. Uh, just Clive, before we move, Clive just wait. said that... Yeah, uh, Clive just said that we should be afraid of packaging. We should be very afraid because Philip will yell at us. He's a scary man. <laughs> oh, well, he won't yell at, yell at us right now because his microphone's broke. <laughs> yeah. uh, earlier today, uh, me and Clive, we just uh, uh, realized that Philip is actually a human being. Yeah, we had that revelation earlier today. Yeah, that, that's an inside joke. You should have been no. there. What I want to, yeah, you probably didn't. That, so that's one of before, those, those, you should have you been really, there jokes. Before you realized he was a human being. See, now now you've now you've picked up the spade to start digging the hole. Let me help you dig a deeper hole. So before, before you realized that Philip was a human being, what did you think he was? Well, we thought, we thought he was some kind of a robot because... Immediately after we realized that he's a human being, not a robot, he started typing in ones and zeros. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, we don't know what happened there. Is he trying to trick us or something? I don't know. A video. Yes. Uh, it's not a pseudonym for Mycroft, is it? It's not a, not a beta release of Mycroft or, or IBM's Watson or something. <laughs> what do you have there? Yeah. Steam Google Cardboard. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, guys. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get into the things. So let's just just do a segue. So I've posted some segue notes here, and uh, and um, Andrea can put in the jingle. And uh, let's get into, uh, we're going to get back into the feedback section in a moment, but uh, let's find out what this gadget is that Aaron's got. Bring it back to the screen, my friend. What have you got there? With a uh, Star Wars thing, Google Cardboard. All oh, right. So, what do you, so, a Star Wars themed Google Cardboard. 
like now it. that's pretty clever. If somebody can sell cardboard. What's with the LED? Whoops. Don't mind that. <laughs> you didn't see that. It's like this, but Star Wars themed. It looks like an Oculus Rift on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's designed kind of like that, I think. Uh, well, I'm not going to go over there, but I've actually got an Oculus Rift. I've got a proper Oculus Rift, uh, an Oculus Rift SDK2 here. Um, so, you know, mine's not Star Wars branded, though, Aaron. It's no good. Yeah, well, I have a Star Wars-themed glass here, so... <laughs> I have a hat from here. And I have something you guys don't have. I have Chewbacca. Well, the closest I can get to the relationship is I've got a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs grumpy mug here, and a, at least they're both produced by Disney. <laughs> oh. oh, dearie me. So, uh, okay, so guys, uh, has any has any, any of us seen the Star Wars film, or have we just been out buying branded merchandise? Oh, Aaron has seen it. Yep, I haven't. I saw it the day, I saw it uh, the 17th, the day before it really got out on the Friday. Well, did you download it on BitTorrent? No! <laughs> I saw no. it on IMAX. That just reminded me, I just got an... Uh, a message from a friend that Netflix is available in Romania. Oh, wow. And that's awesome. Ah, uh, okay. Is it really? They're for Cuba, but there's no barely any internet <laughs> to use it. <laughs> it's really sad. Well, if, it's now, if they've now got Netflix, there definitely won't be any internet. That'll be the end of that. Yeah. Their mm. internet is outrageously expensive. All right, well, look, we've got just a few minutes left, so I want to get back into the feedback because we got some feedback uh, just recently. Uh, this was sent in to us by Martin Durr, who uh, posted this to our Google Plus page, Kubuntu, uh, the Kubuntu Podcast Google Plus page. Here we go. He says, hello, guys. I'm a longtime user of KDE and really happy about your podcast. Yeah, we like letters like this, Martin. Keep them coming. Well done. Thanks, man. And he says, keep up the good work. I would really like to hear about your opinion on a question I have, maybe on the next show. So here's the question, guys. He says, I know about programming, but mostly for scientific applications, MATLAB and a bit of Python. Now, I would like to get into GUI apps, but most of the information I found says that it's easier to get, the easiest way to get started would be by using PyQt. I really would like to keep it open source, and if possible, cross-platform. Do you agree, or what are the most common or your favorite IDEs for programming, and um, what do you think about PyQt on Kubuntu? So uh, this is your domain as a KDE, as a K developer, Avidu. What, uh, what's your answer to this question, PyQt and KDE and IDEs? So uh, I've worked a little bit with PyQt, uh, which is actually called PyQt. Okay. Uh, and it's pretty similar to the, the C++ uh, framework. It's basically the same. We have the same classes. You have the same libraries, the same functions. It's just a different syntax that you have to get used to. Uh, that's coming from me as a C++ developer. 
So if you want to do a web interface, uh, uh, sorry, if you want to do application with GUIs, uh, the trend right now in KDE is to use QML because that is a language that's it's a markup language that's been developed specifically for making user interfaces. Uh, for example, the new Plasma is built QM in QML. Uh, some of the applications have been uh, rewritten and they have QML interface. Uh, why is this so important? QML is a direct acute component and if you write an application in QML, uh, combining it with some C++, possibly even with Python, I can't make that statement, I don't know for sure. Uh, an application written in QML with Qt, you can compile that on pretty much any platform that supports Qt. And the main ones are right now, uh, I'm going to start of course with Linux, Windows, Mac, uh, of course BSD, uh, Android, iOS, I, 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 yeah, iOS as well, uh, Windows Phone, that's the most recent, and Ubuntu phone. Solaris, Ubuntu Phone, yes, uh, Plasma Mobile, uh, I think even Yola, I'm not sure. Uh, Rick, you're on mute. Yes, sorry. Yeah, uh, yes, Yola. Uh, Yola also uses QML and uh, yes. Q. Yeah. So, so if you write right. an application using QML for user for the user interface, you can be sure that that will work everywhere. Uh, regarding Python, Pyth with Python code doesn't run on Android. Well, not easily. Uh, on Windows Phone, I have no idea. iPhone. I still have no idea, but I think not, because as far as I know, anything other than versions of C++, you cannot get running in there. Well, of course, Martin says, I mean, in his outline, he says, I, he says, I know about programming, but mostly for scientific applications, MATLAB, and a bit of Python. So it sounds to me like he's not really got heavily absorbed into Python, um, so, so maybe he's not absolutely hung up on Python. Um, and if that's the case, well, then maybe an IDE like uh, Qt Creator, for example, maybe using Qt Creator would give him an opportunity uh, to use the Qt frameworks. Of course, he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to start doing a little bit of C plus plus, but that needn't necessarily be as challenge challenge as you might as you might think. What do you think? Uh, Qt Creator can be a great place to get started, uh, but if you want to get involved in KDE development. Qt Creator does uh, streamline many things for you, but in KDE we use mostly it's about the build system. Uh, we use CMake instead of QMake in KDE, so that would be a different uh, one difference. Uh, you would have to get and learn a few things about how this is how everything builds. But before you get into all that complex stuff and I'm sure you don't want to get into that from the beginning. What I can recommend is look into K-Algebra. It's a KDE application that's been written in QML recently. Uh, it has an Android interface, it has a desktop interface, and it's scientific. It works with uh, mathematics. 
you can do calculations and many things. I'm not the best person to ask uh, what, how to use it and how to work with it. But I know that application might help you get involved because it's from your question I can deduce it's your domain, it's your area of expertise, and it also has desktop, mobile, and by having desktop, mobile, and QML, it can go on almost any device. So look into K-Algebra, see how that works, and ask questions if whenever you have. Uh, there's If you want to ask about the Android part, you can ask in KD Android mailing list. If it's just general, then you can ask in KD Devel. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, video. thank you very much for that. And I think we gave... Um, we gave uh, Martin a pretty thorough answer there, um, th and uh, I've made some um, notes for you in the show notes, Martin. So if you come to the um, Kubuntu uh, podcast uh, page on uh, G Plus, you'll find that those show notes will be shared a little bit later on, and you can go and take a look at uh, at our recommendations for that. outro well guys um we're out of time an hour has gone again so quick so, so quick indeed um so remember uh, that you can get in touch with us um by uh, via our website so kubuntu.org go and take a look there you can get in you can get in touch with the kubuntu community on irc.freenode.net in the hash kubuntu channel and if you're interested in packaging then in hash kubuntu deval of course, you can follow us on social media. We've got profiles on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, LinkedIn. Um, just do searches for our names. And of course, our profile blogs are in the show notes as well. And if you want to get in touch with the uh, Kubuntu podcast, and we'd really like to get your feedback, we'd like to know what you think about the show. Give us some ideas of things you'd like us to cover on the show and tell you more about. And of course, questions and feedback, like Martin said, then uh, find us, look us up. Kubuntu podcast on Google Plus and you can also find these videos out there on our YouTube channel. Alright, so and so don't forget the audio uh, what's it called? Feed. The audio feed. Oh yes, okay. Right. So um in the show notes you can also find our audio feeds, which uh, they will the audio feeds will be up on the Kubuntu.org website in due course. We haven't quite got that done yet, but we will do. But you can find them on FeedBurner. So feeds.feedburner.com forward slash Kubuntu podcast hyphen mp3 or hyphen og if you want to find the og feed. And those two links are at the opener of the show notes as well, where you'll be able to experience the wonderful audio editing and production work of Andrea Del Sarto, who's doing the audio production for us. Um, and he'll have that uh, done in the next couple of days. Uh, and that'll be ready up on those feeds for you as well. All right. So well, I'm running out of voice, guys. I'm getting really croaky. So I'm going to sign off and then I'll hand to a video to say cheerio. And of course, we'll give our man, Aaron Honeycutt, the final word. So it's goodbye from me. Thank you very much for your time. It's great to see all of you and be talking to you again. I'm Rick Timmis. I'll see you soon. 
goodbye from me as well. Thank you for listening to my mumbling about packaging and hope to see you in IRC and hope to see some contributions getting. Bye. Hey, I'm Eric. Audio's from the US. See you in the next one, guys. Thank you.